What if you could eat cookie dough and pudding that actually improved your metabolism and gut health? When something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. But I'm talking about cookie dough and pudding made with resistant starch. It's sometimes referred to as the skinny starch because it's a secret metabolic weapon you might not know about. So let's take a deep dive. Welcome to the Perfect Metabolism Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Vance. I'm a nutritionist, yoga instructor, and author of the book, The Perfect Metabolism Plan. I've been focused on metabolism optimization for over a decade, and I'm here to tell you that contrary to popular opinion, it doesn't have to be all downhill after we hit 40. This podcast is general in nature, not medical advice, and for informational purposes only. Talk to your doctor if you have questions about how this information applies to you. So on today's podcast, I want to introduce you to one of my secret weapons, resistant starch. It's sometimes referred to as the skinny starch because it helps with metabolism, blood sugar, digestion, and many other benefits, including even potentially lowering our risk of colon cancer. Resistant starch is not only a natural way of creating fullness, a feeling of fullness, and giving us longer lasting energy, it comes with a long list of positive side benefits. So what exactly is it? Resistant starch is a type of carbohydrate or starch that literally resists being broken down or being digested. That's how it's got its name. So it passes through the stomach and the small intestine relatively unchanged. We actually absorb fewer calories from resistant starches than we would from regular starches, about half as many. When resistant starch reaches the colon, it serves as a prebiotic fiber. Prebiotic means it's the food for the good bacteria or probiotics in our gut. So it helps us to seed and feed good bacteria in our gut or digestive tract. Now, it's sometimes called the skinny starch because resistant starch can benefit our health in a number of ways, including supporting a healthy weight and digestion. Just some of the benefits of resistant starch includes stabilizing blood sugar and improving our insulin sensitivity. Studies have found 33 to 50% improvement in insulin sensitivity after four weeks of consuming 15 to 30 grams per day. Now, that's a pretty significant dose there. Um, so that's something you'd actually want to work up to very gradually and, and you know, maybe not be quite that high, but um, some people can vary comfortably handle that amount. And a 2004 study um, conducted at the University of Colorado found that resistant starch improved fat burning. Eating one daily meal containing five grams of resistant starch increased the ability of the body to burn fat by 23%. So that's a pretty reasonable amount of resistant starch. It also improves energy because resistant starch is digested more slowly. It serves as a source of energy for much longer than even regular complex carbohydrates. This can be beneficial for athletes if it's tolerated in their GI tract well. One of the reasons they discovered um, one of the types of resistant starch is actually a disease called glucose storage disease. Um, Children who are born with this type of disease need to eat like every couple hours because they can't store uh, glycogen um, 
and glucose. And so um, they've found that resistant starch is actually something that can give them longer period of time in between um, meals. So the other thing that it does is it provides a feeling of satiety and reduced appetite because you have this feeling of being fuller, longer, and you have that longer lasting energy. Uh, there's lots of other benefits, including um, lowering the risk of colon cancer, um, increasing a production of something called uh, butyrate. I'll talk about that in a second. But let's talk about the types of resistant starch. Where do we find this type of starch? So there, one type are the type of type one. They contain resistant starch naturally in um, because of their their cellular structure. It naturally offers some resistance to digestion, and this would be something like legumes, like um, black beans or um, pinto beans. Uh, something called tiger nuts, which is actually my favorite source, and then um, whole grains, also some whole grains. There's also certain types of starch that are naturally resistant to digestion only when they're in their raw or unripened state. This would be bananas, potatoes, and plantains. So if you think about bananas, bananas start out green, right? When they're the whole banana is green. That's a lot of resistant starch. They're a little bit harder to consume and they don't taste as sweet, right? Because as bananas ripen, they lose their resistant starch and that's replaced by sugars. And so when you have a banana that has all the brown dots on it, that banana really doesn't have any resistant starch left and it's a higher content of sugar. So if what I recommend for people is peel your bananas and freeze them when there's just still a little bit of green on the stem because they'll, they'll they'll still be sweet and tasty at that point but not super sweet and they'll still have a little bit of resistant starch uh, again other types are raw potatoes and then green plantains um, you can also get banana green banana flour and potato starch and you can use that in your recipe so if you add those to raw desserts um, that's another way to get resistant starch now some starches this is type 3 become resistant to digestion after they've been cooked and then cooled this would be cooked and then cooled potatoes rice or pasta so it's an interesting thing if, if when you cook the potatoes and then you cool them or the rice or the pasta, it changes its properties a little bit and creates this resistant starch. Now, even if you reheat these foods, they are going to retain some of that. They're not going to have as much if you eat them cool, but they will retain some even if you reheat them. So if you like to, you know, cook rice and potatoes and pasta ahead of time, you're, you're going to benefit in that way. And then there's a fourth type of resistant starch, which is a man-made resistant starch. It's a modified type of starch um, made with a chemical process. And, you know, some athletes use it for long-lasting energy. And again, this is the type of starch that was originally developed for the glycogen storage disease. My personal favorite source of resistant starch are tiger nuts. Now, despite having the word nut in its name, they're actually not nuts. They're actually from the tuber family, which is in the same family as potatoes. 
Uh, tiger nuts look kind of like <laughs> they look kind of like little shriveled up garbanzo beans, and they're kind of chewy and nutty tasting. And so you can just snack on tiger nuts. But I find the easiest way to incorporate them is using tiger nut flour. It's a great option for people who are gluten-free because it's a naturally gluten-free. It's nut-free, grain-free, dairy-free. Um, but just know that when you cook with the tiger nut flour, if you're going to replace it for a regular wheat flour in your recipes, it will lose the resistant starch when it's cooked. But I like to use it a lot in like my raw desserts and things like that. And I've actually put together uh, a book that has a bunch of recipes in it for things like you know, cookie dough balls and pudding and smoothies and all kinds of yummy stuff that I add resistant starch to to make it um, better for our digestion and metabolism. Again, one of the main benefits, the most important benefits of resistant starch is once that it's introduced into the colon, it produces a beneficial short chain fatty acid called butyric acid or butyrate. And this is shown to reduce inflammation, improve the, our intestinal cell walls. It lowers the permeability of our intestines. So um, it can also maybe even reduce, you know, food intolerances and things like that over time. And it, it can improve our metabolism. So regularly consuming resistant starch is even, again, associated with a reduction in our colon cancer. This is the fourth most common type of cancer and increasing more and more with especially younger populations. Used to be something you didn't see until you people got much older and we're seeing it in younger people now. And this is probably due to, um, you know, poor diets, really. According to Dr. Chris Damon, who's a gastroenterologist at the University of Washington School of Medicine, butyrate could be the vitamin D of the next decade, the sunshine from within molecule. I love that quote. He also said that butyrate, even at low levels, has direct effects on our immune cells and neurons in the gut, body, and brain. So it's a really powerful thing. Um, you can, again, your body will actually produce butyrate in your colon when you consume resistant starch. But there are also butyrate supplements. I've been taking an amazing supplement for several months that has butyrate. It also has immunoglobulins, which help to lower the populations of bad bacteria. And then it has spore-based probiotics, which are very well-tolerated strains of probiotic that help to seed the gut with good bacteria. It's called Prime Gut, and I have a link to it below in the show notes as well if you're interested in, in reading up on it and, and trying it out. It's by far the best gut, gut supplement I've ever taken. And that's saying a lot because um, I had a lot of digestive problems when I was a kid and for much of my life. And so I've tried pretty much everything. Um, and the cool thing is, is it can really help with both sides of digestion issues, either constipation or diarrhea. And it also can help reduce bloating and discomfort, boost the immune system, all of that. So I always recommend, you know, adding in, in something slowly, like, for example, the dose of that supplement is three capsules. I always say start with one and see how you, you do first. Um, same thing with adding in resistant starch. You, Whenever you're adding fiber into your diet, there can be shifts in your microbiome, in, in your gut health. And sometimes that can cause gas and bloating initially if you go too fast with it. So I always recommend starting with a really small amount and increasing gradually over time. And that way your digestive system can adjust. 
you know, there's there's quite a bit of evidence that resistant starch can help to solve digestive issues and conditions. But if you're going into this with kind of already dysbiosis and gut problems, that adjustment period can be uncomfortable. So in some very severe cases, you might want to resolve those conditions first, work with your doctor before you start adding in resistant starch. And, you know, if you do experience issues, take a break from the resistant starch and maybe even start with something of smaller amount. But I truly think it's one of the weapons, secret weapons for our metabolism. Um, if you're interested in learning more about resistant starch, I put together a little ebook called The Skinny Starch, and I include benefits, tips, and recipes, um, including my cacao pudding, cookie, ball, cookie dough balls, smoothies, and more. You'll find a link to my ebook, The Skinny Starch, in the show notes below, or you can find it on my website, saravance.com. So thank you so much for joining me today for this uh, little mini episode of the Perfect Metabolism podcast. And I hope you let me know if you try resistant starch or what you think of it. Um, and give me a comment and make sure you sign up to um, get notified when I get new Perfect Metabolism episodes. So thanks so much for joining me. This is your Perfect Metabolism podcast.